Hi everyone, welcome to Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay. My name is Lindsay Allen. And my name is Justin Mueller, and this is your podcast for proven strategies on navigating and managing work life. Hey folks, it's Justin. And on today's episode, we have a blast from the past, a gentleman with whom both Lindsay and I worked in the Seattle office of our respective mutual employer for 10 years now, which is hard to believe. In that time, we've gone from being semi-responsible, mostly formed young adults to middle-aged people, me more so than they. But it's really a pleasure to have this individual on with us today. Extremely intelligent, very talented, now works for and has worked for the last at least decade for an exceptional firm down in Houston, Texas. But today we have Chris Jestel. Chris has 16 years of work experience in strategy development and business performance improvement. He holds a bachelor's and a master's in communication from Southwestern University and Texas State University, respectively. Chris started his career as an HR business partner for Bellagio Resort in Las Vegas before making the move to management consulting. Chris is certified in change management, has consulted for multiple Fortune 500 companies. He currently resides in Houston, as I said earlier, and was a senior director for the advisory firm of Alvarez and Marcel. He is also active in the community, volunteering as an advisor to Texas Healthcare Foundations and hospitals. Chris is married and has two children, and they are growing up very quickly. So Chris, thank you and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Justin, for the introduction and thanks for Lindsay and to you for having me on. I'm truly honored. This is going to be a special time together. I'm excited to talk to you today, Chris, because I know that you are a wealth of knowledge. So I am really looking forward to your answer on this one. Can you share with Justin and I, what is the best career advice you've received? And if you can give us a little context about who it came from and the situation that you were in, that would be great. Sure. So, you know, I've received a ton of career advice over the years, probably because I make a lot of mistakes. But all the advice I've received is good or bad in one way or another. For this interview, I thought about what's the best way of defining what constitutes great career advice. And where I kind of landed is what is the advice that has stuck with me over the years that I have truly embedded into my working style and something that is truly memorable? And so as I thought back through all the years of receiving advice, I settled on one, and it actually comes from the time where you, me, and Justin were all working together in Seattle, but it didn't come from either of you. It came from one of our mutual colleagues, Daniel Wong, and we went to coffee one afternoon. I'm sure I was probably a bit hot and bothered over something that had happened at the client that week. And he asked me a very simple question, which is, Chris, how would you define your brand and how do you want to be remembered? And I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me before that time that I should have thought about my career or my behaviors in that way, but for some reason, I never had. And to this day, this is advice that I try to remember on daily or weekly basis, because I think it's critically important that you think about what's the impact you want to make on the world and how do you want to be remembered and defined? I love that, Chris. You know, I do coaching and it's interesting to me that a lot of people who proactively request coaching, when I ask them that question, like what's the end game? Where do you see yourself at retirement? It's something they haven't thought deeply about. And so what I want to hear is from that moment when you were having coffee with Daniel and he said that question, how did that impact you? How did that change your perspective moving forward in your career? It's a great question. You know, basically at that time and place in my career, so something like 13 years ago, I was probably taking life a bit too seriously 
being a bit intense in my work, not being playful enough. And it made me take a step back and say, hey, hold on a second. There's more to life than just chasing a big client or a big project or trying to meet some financial goal. You know, what is it that I really want to do with the rest of my life? And so I had to kind of grapple with what in the context at this point of consulting, what does that look like? What does this mean to me? And what I realized is from that day forward, I was starting my own little business. Maybe I was doing it in the context of a firm, but I had to step back and say, what is it that I want to be known for? What are the services that I want to be able to provide to clients? And what is ultimately going to be fulfilling to me at the time? that was very much in the change management realm and really focused and dedicated myself for probably the next seven to eight years just around that. What I also realized though, is that over the course of my career, that branding is going to change. Now I don't do nearly as much change management work as I do corporate transformation work, especially in the finance context. And for the life of me, I don't know how I got into that. But I think the other thing I learned is you have to be flexible in your approach to how you brand yourself. It just needs to be a conscious thought throughout. Wow. Yeah. One thing that strikes me, Chris, is just hearing you talk and knowing you 13 years ago and a decade ago, and then hearing you now, and we've had a couple of conversations in the interim years is just how much we need to give people credit and grace for the ability to change and sure. And without sounding like talking down it, even me looking back at myself 15 years ago, 16 years ago, going, wow, I'm so glad I'm not that guy. Not that I was a bad guy, but I just didn't know what I didn't know. And sometimes I thought I knew more than I did. And as you grow up, hopefully we become a lot more self-aware and humble. And that gets exemplified in how we live our life. And that's what I'm hearing from you. So one, I just think kudos to you for being someone who wants to continue to grow and learn and is plastic, if you will, moldable, shapeable. So that's phenomenal. As you now are at more of the position of mentor and leader, how do you have that conversation with the people who now look to you to shape and mold them, either intentionally or unintentionally? How do you have those Daniel Long type conversations? Thanks for asking that question. You know, I do it in much the same style that Daniel did it to me, which is sitting over coffee. I try to keep it in a more informal setting because to your point, Justin, we're all learning. I know less now, I swear, than I did 15 years ago about life and providing space for people to feel comfortable and be honest with you about what really fires them up is important. The other thing I try to do is give them a little homework exercise and say, you know, you don't need to decide now. Go home, think about it, write it down, and let's meet in a couple of weeks or so and talk through where you've landed at this point in your career. And again, you're not necessarily deciding your entire career in two weeks. You're deciding maybe the next three to five years and where you want to focus your efforts for that shorter period of time. You know, we live in an era where it's all about the platform, right? People are scrambling for a platform and scrambling for influence. And I think we're starting to see some of the negative effects of that on the, the psychology of both individuals, but whole groups of people. And there seems to be a bit towards 
distrust of the institution because institutions have failed. And so I've listened and read a lot of writers across the political spectrum who have bemoaned the failure and the falling of the influence of institutions, but likewise bemoaned and noticed the negative impacts of platform building, right? Because platform building becomes about the individual and less about the community. I wonder how you might differentiate between building a platform and having a brand, because I think they are distinct but I wonder if you might be able to elaborate on that a little bit and help distinguish that building a brand is not building a platform. And feel free to push against that concept as well if you disagree. No, I agree. I think when you're building a platform, you're mainly concerned about yourself and your own self-interests. I think you can definitely build a brand inside of a larger social context, whether that be inside of a company or inside of a consulting firm or inside of a family. To me, a brand is ultimately about trust. Are you delivering what you say you're going to deliver? And that to me is just being a decent human being. It also comes down to being honest. I don't necessarily feel that when people are trying to build a platform primarily for themselves or under some type of self-serving interest, that honesty really comes into the equation, which I think is kind of a shame. You know, I look back 15 years ago and why this you know, advice around building a brand really hit me is. Probably I was trying to build my own platform to some degree, and I needed someone to pull me back down to earth and say, look, Chris, you're going to have to rely on others to ultimately be successful. You're going to need to work within some of our social structures to be successful. And I'm really, really happy that Daniel did that for me that day, because I could have been going down a path similar to what you're talking about, Justin. That's really good. As we wrap on today's episode, my final question is, you talked a lot about how your career has taken some twists and turns, most of them very positive, but you're in a space professionally, in a discipline professionally that, you know, maybe 15 years ago, you wouldn't have quite imagined you would be in. So if you're sitting down with Chris Jostel 20 years ago, so fresh out of undergrad, roughly, don't mean to age you at all, you know, that Chris Jostel, at least the Chris Jostel I knew, wanted to have a plan, right? And kind of wanted things to be fairly concrete and have a concrete path to get there. And I'm no exception to that rule. Knowing what you know now and, and the twists and turns and the places your career is taking you, what advice would you give that young aspiring professional? I would tell him, don't take life so seriously. Don't take work so seriously. You can't, no one I should say can control life in the way that I probably wanted to. There's one thing around planning and trying to understand the path you're going down. But to be honest, there's no way you can plan rigorously enough at any point in time to anticipate the twists and turns that life is going to throw at you. You have to be able and willing to adapt. You have to be willing to laugh at yourself and laugh along with others. And so today, yes, I still work very hard, you know, but to me, it's again, don't take anything too seriously because life has this very interesting way of throwing you a curveball that you never anticipated. Well, Chris, it has been a pleasure catching back up with you and hearing the wisdom that you've been articulating here over this last few minutes. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us. There's a lot to glean from what you said, so thank you. Oh, I'm honored. Thanks, Chris. That's it for today's episode. To access more information about the upcoming book, Refine and Grow, Lessons Learned on Navigating the Business World, or find additional resources, head out to our website at refineandgrow.com. And tune in next week for an all new episode. Thanks for listening.